my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Namahe te and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where for this go-round, I'm joined by one of the East Coast finest, a member of the Hurricanes, and a Māori All Black, hailing all the way from Rotoria, the bro Isaiah Wokalea-Were. First of all, Kaz, very, very grateful for your time. How's things? No, bro, just good as ever. Just living the rehab life at the moment, so it's been good spending time with the firm, so yeah. Have to. Yeah, so what's the go with the shoulder? Um, well, I tore all my ligaments off my rotator cuff. Mm. So they reckon it's pretty, like, the worst you could do a shoulder. So, yeah. Um, I was in a sling for like eight weeks post and it's been like four months now. So finally be able to get into the, into the gym and stuff and to finally do yeah. stuff. Yeah, that must be quite humbling starting on like the one and two kg weights, just like doing the old shoulder raises, just trying to build that strength back up. Bro, it's actually like, it's weird, eh? Like one arm can lift heaps and then the other arm's like starting from the ground, bro, it's zero. So it's more like just light band stuff, eh? That I've been doing. Eh? So how'd you do it? Like, what was the go? Like, were you making a tackle? Like, was... Uh, funny story. Um, I actually played our club semi-final up in Hawke's Bay. Wasn't too sure if I was allowed to, but I just jumped on. I just pulled out like the old, East Coast chip and chase. I need to jump up and try and regather. <laughs> Bro, my someone pulled my arm down and my shoulders just straight into the ground. Oh and that was it, man. Just out of the blue. Real out of the blue. But that's rugby, eh? Yeah. That's what you get for being too yeah. Resley, brother. Get in and do the hard yards. Do the level that Resley stuff to the smaller fellas. Nah. <laughs> nah, man. Had to pull out the chip and chase, goosey. <laughs> Ruth, oh fuck, that's that, yeah, that's punishing. You know, obviously looking to give back to the community and, and the club glam and whatnot. But I guess, like you said, it's all part and parcel with playing footy. And I know you, you've had a few little sort of niggles here and there that have kept you out for extended periods. But I'm guessing this one was probably the the worst of them all. So, like, how has it been, like, mentally, bro? Like, I'm, I'm guessing you've had some darker days than um, some others. Um, at the start, it was like kind of hard to get. Like, because mm-hmm. everyone was just going to Māori 10 and, like, to come to the fact of I wasn't going to be actually playing any rugby. Yeah. It was pretty hard, but there's always a bright side to it, bro, and it's been mean, like, spending time with the little one. Um, yeah, that's probably been my highlight of it is actually taking time away from rugby and seeing what I like doing apart from rugby and mm-hmm. having time with the fans, yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing with you boys, eh? Like, especially someone like you who plays a bit of rugby at the end of the season, like once you get into the thick of it and you get into like your own routine and like performing week in, week out, it can be quite, well, I know that some boys do better jobs than others, but I know that, you know, you're you're relatively new to this whole dad thing and like you've got this little one who just wants to be around you all the time, but it's like, nah, I got to, I got to duck out and watch film or dad's got to go to training. Like, um, as, yeah, like you said, as tough as periods like this are with having to go through such a lengthy recovery process, um, I guess that's the flip side of it, eh? Like getting to spend time with, you know, the people that, not to say that the Canes and stuff or rugby players don't care about you, but, you know, your family, mm. like, that stuff just sits different. Yeah, bro, it's been actually good um, being able to, like, even go back home to, like, the coast and just spend time up in Gizzi. Because um, 
when I'm down here, bro, I'm usually here for the whole year. Mm. And I barely get back. I only go back for Christmas usually. So that's been good. Uh, yeah. So you, are you back in Wellies now or what's the go? Yeah, no, I'm back in Wellies. Um, well, now that I can actually do stuff in the gym, yeah. I'll just move, come back. Rather be in a structured environment than be on my own, bro. <laughs> I hate training on my own, man. <laughs> oh, bro, you're not the only one. Um, especially like, it's crack up when I see some of the boys, they get flicked through these programs. Like well, I, I had a couple of the guys up like over lockdown and they're yeah. just like, bro, this is struggle street. Cause like no one likes road running. No one likes doing like those yeah. off feet sessions. And like you said, like not only is it good to be around the boys and like, it's something that, you know, you've been used to practically since you left school, bro. So you wouldn't know anything different, but you know, when you need to dig deep and go into those dark places, like you only need to look to your left and your right and then know why you're doing it, you know, just having those boys yeah. next to you. So, yeah. yeah, those, yeah, what bike sessions, bro? I can only imagine having to pump those out. <laughs> bro, honestly, you're sick of looking at a wall, eh? just pedaling for like hours. And like, bro, it's not my, not my go. Uh, neither, <laughs> neither is it for me, Buzz. Um, but you talked about, you know, the East Coast, you know, you only getting to go back there like every so often. Um, more often than not, it's only Christmas. Um, but why don't you take us back to a young Izzy growing up? Who got you into footy? Now, your old man was a bit of a whiz. So is that where you got it from? Yeah, I'd like to think he, I got it from him, but <laughs> I always tell him I'm way better than he is. Um, <laughs> nah, I'll take us back. Uh, been a while since I've thought about it. Um, yeah, grew up in Rurotora as a young kid. Pretty much just wanted to play with my old cousins, eh, which got me into rugby. Um, rugby up up on the east coast, bro. It's like a it's like a religion. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, it brings everyone together. Everyone's there on the weekends watching. Like when I was young, we used to go to like all the club games, and then the adults will be having their game, and all the kids will be having our game on the side, just playing footy. Man, does like the good old fun days. Went to primary school at a school called Monitay. It's shut down now, but. Yeah, um, that was it. Went to Nuts College until year 10, and then I moved to Gizzy Boys from there. But that was pretty much my schooling growing. Yeah, bro, I've seen a couple of the games that are broadcast, you know, like the main freight rugby, and you see all the cousins on oh, the sideline, yeah, yeah, box yeah. in hand, bro, no shame. Holy. Um, but, yeah, that, like you said, like, that's that's true grassroots rural footy, bro. But you mentioned the fact that you kicked on to Gizzy Boys, and I'm guessing that would have been to – propel things rugby wise so you know I, mean, I know you just we talked a little bit about your old man and you know he's played for Fiji and whatnot so growing up like did you always just want to be a rugby player and that just carried over t- into your decision to go to Gizzy Boys? Uh, well, I was just one of those kids that just loved playing sports so whatever we could do up there would play like basketball volleyball touch um, yeah everyone sort of just got into every sport but I sort of, sort of wanted to play basketball a little bit mm-hmm. um, growing up. But when I moved to Boys High, I also got an offer to go to Rotorua for basketball. So that's where I sort of made the choice whether to play rugby or basketball. And obviously, yeah, chose to play rugby and haven't regretted it since. So, yeah. True. What could have been, eh? You could have been the next Steve. 
well, I could have been on those big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, hey. Oh, not yeah. no footy players in a good wicket, but yeah, that that NBA yeah. money or even that European money, yeah, bro, life changing. Yeah, someone had told me when I was younger that that's the sort of money someone could make, man. It'll be game changing, also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, maybe that's what your daughter can crack into once she gets over the States. Hopefully she inherits the oh, genetics. Oh, that's the plan, man. <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So you're at Gizzy Boys playing footy. And if the internet's correct, brother, like you got picked up for the Hurricane Schools a couple of times, uh, even played a bit of bar bars rugby, and then eventually ended up cracking schools in your final year. So talk us, I mean, like, were you always sort of like the big kid growing up and like, I don't know, high school footy was just another domain for you to dominate. Um, and then at what period during high school did like the offers start rolling in and what ultimately led you to wanting to come to the capital and link up with the Canes? Um, well, Tom Kins was a big fact that because um, he boys, because he was like, he like helped out with like all the under-18s hurricanes and all the school stuff. So him being a boys and being the head coach, drove me there and then but honestly it's just playing having fun at school was the best rugby man honestly I tell everyone at school like enjoy it while it lasts man it's the funnest times you're just out there with the boys throwing the ball around and you actually like when you actually travel to play against other schools you don't actually realize like I played against like Peter Alex Peter and them and you're like back then you're just playing against other boys, but now mm. everyone's like big names, even like Joe Uppy in it. Yeah, I had to give him a shout out. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, school's fun, man. Um, the aiding stuff, it was just all a part of it. Eh? Just me playing footy with the boys was more important than making really rip teams in it. It was just something that happened, I guess. Yeah, I really, I really never thought like about like playing super or anything like that. True. It was just playing footy for fun, man. Yeah. All right. So obviously like a player of your talent still had the offers coming in. So like, so why the, why the Canes, bro? I mean, I get it. Like, you know, the coast is more so aligned with the Canes, but like surely you yeah, would have yeah. had other offers like to go, I don't know, Canterbury, Auckland. Yeah. There was a few things floating around there. Uh, my main reason was just because I became like, through like under 18s, like hurricane stuff, I became like good mates with like the twins, like Umanga Jensen's in there, and the like Marlow two time was in it. Mm-hmm. And that sort of drove me towards like the Lions because I sort of knew like a few of the boys there were also coming like out of school. Yeah. And yeah, that was probably my main reason for coming down here. And it's actually not bad. Like, it was pretty like scary moving down here at the start. But like, because I knew a few of the boys really helped me out. I guess, yeah, that's, that's probably one thing I, I often overlook. Because um, you get some kids coming out of school these days who are like handy serious, you know, like do everything to a T. Um, but it's quite yeah. cool to hear from someone like yourself, you know, again, bro, not trying to blow too much smoke, but pretty talented guy. Made a few teams during school, but never really, you know, like was that serious about it? Like, it seems like for you, footy is just another avenue for you to express yourself you know that's why you bust out the chip and chase but cool so you settled into the capital though but daunting at first we got the boys around you um and you got caught into the canes like even just as injury cover to be training with them 
again if the internet's yeah. correct before he even played with the Lions so like for a boy from the coast to just first of all leave home make that move and then be caught up in an, you know a high performance environment what was that transition like? Oh, so, like, it just happened so quick, man. Even, like, at school, man, I did no gym, no fitness, nothing. Even coming down to, like, academy, man, it was, like, waking up at 6 a.m., going to the gym, going to work. So I was building for, like, maybe a month before I got called in. But I was actually so hard that I was finding hard to wake up, like, every morning. I was actually, like, knackered, eh? But then when I got caught into the canes, it felt more like easy, I guess, because you're only doing rugby. You don't have to wake up early, go to the gym, then go to work. It's yeah. sort of like your focus is just rugby. So you go in the gym and then you're out on the field. So I felt like it was more easier than usual academy pathway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing I've picked up as well, bro, like when I talk to guys, because the, the natural progression is that you leave school, go through the academies, play a bit of miters and then if you're really good you sort of get into that super realm quite quickly but like I talked to him I'm like you know does it get harder you know like new levels new devils sort of buzz but a lot of them say like nah bro it's the academy stages where you're trying to build those good habits and you're still having to juggle everything else because you're not getting paid like a full-time professional that yeah. is the toughest like in, in in their instance because like you said once you get into that professional scene although there's different challenges that come with that in terms of expectations like you know that you can just invest all your time into rugby whereas like when you're academy like you haven't even made it yet you might you know you might have your name in the paper yeah, every yeah. now and then but nothing's um for certain until you get that official contract but again with you like cruise years but the team still keep coming so you play 20s your first year out you're with the lions and then you even roll into the 20s again the next year because you're eligible um roll into the lions and then you're with the canes in 2018 and so like just to take you back a little bit you know, if you look at just that window itself, like leaving Gizzy, leaving, leaving Little Autoria to 2018 when you get that first proper preseason under your belt with the Canes, like within the space of two years, so much <clears throat> happened, you know, so many different campaigns. Like, do you just look at and think like far out? Like, I can't believe I went through all of that, all the highs and lows in such a short amount of time. Yeah, bro. It's actually like crazy how like quick things happen now. I think that's just the way like rugby's heading now. Everything's getting younger and younger. Like schools are getting more like serious about it, giving them protein, giving them gym programs and all that stuff. So everything's like everyone's moving more professional younger rather than later on. Yeah. So like even now there's like a few boys like Ruben Love, Aiden Morgan, like Tika Howden in them. They're pretty much like same as me, like straight out of school. And then straight into the, you know, the big time. But it's um, it's kind of scary when you're in when you're young, because like when I was when I first came in, there was the likes of Ma'a, Conrad, Brad Shields, like Victor Vito. There's all those guys around, and you're like, whoa! I was just mm -hmm. watching you like last year on TV, and now like you're here rubbing shoulders with them. You kind of get blown away at the start, but then like slowly you get used to it. So, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty daunting at the start, but it's mean, but, like, once you get older, like, looking at it mm. now, yeah. I was going to say, as someone who's been through that whole process, bro, of being fast-tracked, do you think it's a good thing? Like, I know that you're obviously grateful for all the opportunities mm. and, and all the good stuff that comes with being a professional rugby player, but to a certain extent, you know, you don't get to just be 
a young fella, eh? Like you sort of yeah, miss out on that because you got to, and like you said, yeah, like, you said it's quite daunting. So, yeah, like how did you handle it all? Uh, honestly, I still haven't grown up to be honest. <laughs> like when I was young, man, I moved to the big city, man. I was out on the weekends, go train during the week, out on the weekends with the boys. But like that's sort of like growing up, man. You gotta go through everything, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn, like learn. I guess it took me a bit longer than everyone else to be like more of a professional, just because I was like a cruisy guy, like just do like what I have to and then leave. Where like everyone else is like doing extras and all that stuff, but comes with experience, eh? All that stuff, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. bro. I think that's one thing that. I like to talk about like when I get guys like yourself on or like, oh, I mean, most guys that I get on, bro, were pretty good and they, and they crack it quite young. There are the exceptions from time to time, but it's the easy thing to overlook for boys like yourself. Like what was I doing when I was 21? You know, mm-hmm. like if I had all that money, if I had all that free time, if I had all these different opportunities, like would I have really taken them with both hands knowing that, you know, I had all these other sorts of distractions and that's, and that's yeah, the bro, thing. That was, that's like me, man. Like, when I was young, I still like I reckon I still enjoyed myself when I was young, mm-hmm. even though I was like in the professional environment. I sort of knew I wasn't gonna like play, so like I still like enjoyed myself as well. But like nowadays, man, there's kids playing at like eighteen straight out of school. So I was, I guess I was lucky and that I got to go through that process. No, it's just it's just it's just weird like seeing guys like yourself and you know, when you talk to people sort of outside of the rugby circles and you hear some of their attitudes, I don't know, I don't think they see the whole picture. I think they only see what's on TV. And I mean, don't don't get me wrong, like being a professional rugby player is a privilege. Um, and like, yeah. you know, admittedly, you'd, you'd know that you have it pretty sweet in terms of the lifestyle. But at the same time, like you guys are open to your fair share of flack in the media and people hassling you and like like you said you're you're still learning bro you're like you're i think there's an expectation that with money become or with money comes maturity but if anything yeah. like you you probably don't get a a proper realization of like what life really is because you've sort of been kept away from it in some respects because yeah. like it's not it's not normal like like you said most people like get up early in the mornings go to the gym and then go to work and you know you said you found that tough initially but you know, like, how can people criticize you when that hasn't been your norm, bro? Like, that's just not a normal life yeah. for you. It's like, um, because the everyone's getting a chance more younger now. Mm-hmm. The public just see like the end school. They don't really see what goes on during the week. Yeah, but like, but that's like that's social media these days. You know, everyone's first to fly, but they don't really know what's happening, man. Yeah, they just see the end result, bro. But like, we try like. There's like things that go on in the in the canes that like start like helping younger younger people understand that it's not the be or anymore. Anyway, that's how I like to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's yeah, it's a very easy thing to overlook that whole oh yeah, he's a rugby player, he should be, you know, meeting XYZ in terms of expectations and he should be a role model and he should be doing this. It's just like, mate, it's not a normal life like that. Like I get that, you know, it is a privileged position, but at the end of the day, it, I, I just I just don't feel like you can compare me growing up to you growing up, bro, because it's just two completely different worlds. But getting more back to the um the whole footy thing, bro, rather than turning to a bit of a preacher, 
let's talk about the canes all right so you go through that period of you know just being fast tracked and then you eventually roll into putting yourself in a position to play and I mean your debut was actually put on ice right like you the year that you were meant to like hit the ground running you actually picked up an injury at the start of the year and so it was delayed Mm. until playing the Brumbies to make your debut so take us back to that yeah I did my MCL I think it was playing club rugby here and then first game back had a couple games at club rugby and then just out of the blue man they called me in the office and they were like I want to play this weekend I was like oh yeah all good (laughs) I was like this year me being crazy man I was just like oh sweet ass but honestly man it was fun because we got to go to Canberra which is a freezing place but like our game was at seven o'clock it was like minus one Mm. and I'm I'm there sitting on the bench where I'm like shivering I'm like I'm not gonna be ready to get on I'm so cool but like uh, the people I had around me, like, oh, like Sam Lousy and Fitz, bro, they were honestly, like, so helpful, man. Like, they looked after me. Even when I first came down, bro, they, like, took me under their wing and just had my back since day one. So, always grateful for those guys. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, after the game, oh, we lost that game. But afterwards, bro, I was honestly stoked. Because I'd been in my environment for, like, three years. But, like, to finally get that game, bro, was unreal. Was it what you expected in terms of, like, the physicality and pace? It's not all. It's sort of, like, the same speed as, like, my, my team. But, like, just a lot more physical. Uh, bigger boys, bigger bodies. Mm. Yeah, that's, like, the main difference between, between the levels. So I say, especially for someone like you, bro, like, the type forwards, I mean, it's easy, especially like these days, I feel like it's easier to crack it as a back, you know, coming out of school because, I mean, like speed kills and like skills and whatnot. But being in the type five, bro, where you're having to deal with some old school fellas and you'd know better than most, you know, having to match up against someone like Colsey, you know, for a young hooker or whatever, or having to go up mm. against like a Sam Whitelock, who I've heard gets up to some old tricks on the field, bro, like having to match up with those sorts of old school heads at such a young age like was that a process for you bro or like like you said I mean you seem like a pretty crazy dude did you just like water off a duck's back buzz but honestly I didn't really like I don't really care who I was playing against but I was just there to play footy man like because I'm lucky like coming from the coast footy just comes sort of like natural to everyone so like we've always just been like natural players so Mm -hmm. I just go out there and play bro like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool attitude to have because I know that, you know, when you get into those environments, it's very easy to put sort of the pressure on yourself, but it doesn't seem like a lot mm. phases you, bro. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Honestly, nothing, not much phases me, man. Like, I'm just a crazy guy, man, on and off the field. So, just always keen for a life, man. Does that, does that get you in trouble at training and whatnot? Like, if, like, because you might be like, proper doing a drill but if you're doing it with a smile on your face I'm sure someone like a John Plumtree would have been like it'll be serious you know like get angry yada 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 but if it doesn't you know oh, come bro. naturally it was it was all it was all good when I was like younger but now that things have gotten more like serious and I've gotten a bit more older you know, there's time to switch on and time to switch off which I'm slowly learning <laughs> but people used to always get angry at me on their routine just because I'm like always smiling on the field Honestly, even playing like against some of the boys at club rugby, 
I'd always just be like yarning to them during the game and just throw and chat like, what are you up to after this? Like, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> I guess for me, like as someone who's just a rugby nerd and looking at it or looking at things from the outside looking in, I don't know, it's refreshing to hear someone like you just talk about like you're just being yourself out there on the field. And I think if you talk to anyone in any profession, if you're just being yourself, that's when you perform at your best and that's when you're having the most fun. But like you said, there's obviously like a fine line between, you know, like mucking around and then flicking that switch, you know, when Mahi calls. So yeah, getting back, bro, again, getting back to the footy things as much as I love going out on these tangents, you end up getting picked up by the Māori All Blacks into 2018. And now I know that you're obviously, yeah, yeah. I know you're from the coast, you're a proud Māori boy, proud of your Fiji inside as well, but what did it mean to get named in that team and then talk us through like just that trip in general? Like, had you been overseas, you know, besides maybe Oz up until that point? Oh, uh, no, not really, yeah. Um, it was cool, though, like, to see all the support that I got from home was, like, really hit home. Uh, but going to America, bro, a little Morty boy from the coast of America, man, it's dangerous. Honestly, we were in Chicago and... We went to one of the games. It was that Clay Thompson had the well, the fourteen threes in game or something. Yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, we were at that game, bro. And um, well, we we're like buzzing out. Like I was like looking around. There's like thousands of people. But at NBA games, bro, they have the best like playlist, best music playlist, bro. <laughs> I had the Shazam on the whole time. <laughs> but that's the difference between like American sports and New Zealand sports, so. Eh? Is like the little kids look up to us and we look up to like say <laughs> Steph Curry, see LeBron James. Well, it's out, it's like fanboying, eh? Yeah. But yeah, that tour, man, that tour was fun. Went to Brazil and Chile. Chile, bro, is honestly like, it's just like here, I reckon. Just a little bit hotter, but it's just like mm. New Zealand, bro. Like everyone's nice, sunny, all these trees around. There's like horses out on the road, like. It's pretty nice there, eh? but Brazil, bro. Honestly, that was different. It's a pretty third world country, eh? Like heaps of buildings are like smashed up, and like it's pretty like buzzy to see like how people live over there. But yeah, we had a successful tour. We won all our games, but yeah, that's probably the highlight, bro. Like just being young and like being named in their team, man. Just I wasn't really expecting it, eh? I just remember seeing the team online, and I was like, oh. That's me. And I started looking up, started looking at the schedules for the NBA games, bro. And I was like, yeah, have to go, man. <laughs> bro, the food's on a different level over there as well, eh? Oh, bro, American food, bro. American tacos. Dangerous, eh? Bro, this moldy kid and, and freaking all you can eat buffets, man. Oh, that's game changing. Bro, skinnies, oh, yeah, eh? Bro, skinnies. Oh, bro. And, like, because it's the first time over there, so, like, you have to try everything, bro. Mm. So I was out there getting, like, hot dogs, pizzas, fries. Honestly, best food. And then even Brazil, bro, they got, like, the best, like, barbecue food. Like, their meats, like, unreal, bro. Yeah, bro, that's the trip, man. The nightlife's there, good there, too. <laughs> oh, man. We had, like, a little crew. There's a like, heaps to us. I don't know names, but. There's a little crew of us, bro. We used to go out, like, the first three nights, like, when we used to go to somewhere new, bro. And, like, 
just enjoy ourselves, man. Just enjoy the atmosphere of being like in America, then in Brazil, and then in Chile. And it's all different like in each country. So but we're actually like enjoying ourselves, man. Yeah. But different from Siglo. Oh bro, they clubs over there, man. It's like three stories, different music on every level. It's like it's crazy, but New Zealand will get there at some stage. Maybe not maybe not while it's acceptable for us to go out, but successful tour. You enjoy everything that's on offer, you know, whether that be at night time or just in the streets picking up some kai. And then you come back to the hurricanes. Off the back of, you know, like I guess getting picked in a rep team and in a very prestigious rep team. Did your attitude flip at all, like rolling into that next season? Obviously, you got, you know, 2018, you got some reps under your belt. And then was 2019 about, oh, yep, I want to be, you know, starting week in, week out, and I want to take my game to the next level? Um, Yeah and no, bro. Like, yes and no. I was still sort of like in that cruisy lifestyle. Like, my, my thought process was like still like trying to learn, trying to get better, still trying to get like stronger. Because, oh, like, like I said, I never lifted at school, bro. So, like, I was getting here and, like, even, like, supple axe, bro, lifting, like, 120 kgs bench. And I'm out here doing 60, bro. And I'm like, oh, how am I supposed to get to that? But, like, honestly, I was just trying to get stronger, bro, those years. And because I still had, like, Sam Lassie and Fitz in that around. So, there's still more, like, learning from them as well. Even, like, um, Blade, bro, Blade Thompson, because he's from Gizzy, bro. Good to Gizzy boys. He was like a big help, man. Like moving, even with moving away. But because I, because Waddy, Richard Watt, mm-hmm. he was our forwards coach, bro. And um, he was a Pornicky man as well. So he actually like took me under his wing as well. So that was a good thing as well. But yeah, once I got more game time, it just grew with confidence. Eh? Confidence is key, man. When someone plays with confidence, that's game changing. Does your confidence get knocked very easily, bro? Because, like, like you've mentioned repetitively, like, you're a pretty cruisy dude. doesn't seem like a lot phases yeah. you, but do you feel like you have a zone where, like, you know, this is the wavelength I want to be on or what? Oh, bro, I'm still trying to figure it out now, really. But, like, I still just go out, like, footy's footy, man. Like, doesn't really change, really. Every team you go to, you're sort of doing the same thing. You know, everyone's got a catching pass. Everyone's got a tackle. But, like, my mindset when I go out, bro, is just have fun, to be honest. Because uh, the boys that we got in our team now have been playing with for years, so it's always just fun getting out and just throwing it around, man. Interesting. Again, sorry, bro. Like, like These sorts of answers I, I, I wasn't expecting, you know. Like, I see the way that a lot of the time you guys answer questions in the media, like at your stand-up press yeah. conferences, and it's very, you know, very direct and, like, you almost sound quite robotic if I'm being perfectly honest bro but again like it's, yeah. it's really refreshing hearing from a fella like yourself who's been around the block but just approaches it no different to what he would rocking up playing for east coast on a Saturday but so, so how do you balance that though because like there's obviously an element to where like yep you just want to go out and perform on a Saturday but then mm. also at the same time you know that there has to be some sort of mahi done to get yourself prepared because you're going against some pretty flash teams who are putting in just as much effort, if yeah. not more than you um, in your case, bro. So is it, is it quite a hard thing for you to balance, bro? Because I know that uh, the demands of being a professional footy player are high. So how, how do you find that balance? Or is it still like a challenge for you trying to get to that place where, you know, you get yourself in tip-top shape, you make sure, you know, you've 
done all the prep you've needed to during the week. So that way on Saturday, although you go out and play like as if it's any other game, but at least that way you know that you're prepared the best you can. Um, yeah, I'm still working on the on the body combat, on the old skinnies and that. But it's always like a learning, eh? Like I catch up with like our nutritionist and that. And it's always tough. we always talk about something different every week. So it's always like a stepping stone in the right direction, I guess. Because, oh, like I said, like being from the coast, body's like a natural thing. It's just everything, like the body comps and the way and that, that's the sort of thing that I have to look after, you know? Yeah. Again, just seems, yeah, you just, you let, you let the job speak for itself out on the field. But yeah, it's obviously that, that natural Māori flair, which you were blessed with and I wasn't because I'm just a battler <laughs> from club footy. But anyway, again, fast-forwarding through the seasons, again, have your fair share, of, fair share of niggles here and there. We're still turning out mm. with the Canes. But then for 2020, you make the decision to leave the Lions and shift allegiance to the Bay we are currently at, as we mentioned right at the start, bro. Now, what was the thinking around making that call? Was it just to be closer to home? Uh, was it to be around a certain group of boys? Because you ended up having a pretty hissing year that first year you were there last year. So, yeah, can you talk us through what went into that? Yeah, but it's more like just trying to get closer to home. Just because, like I said, I usually go back like once a year. But like being in Hawke's Bay, man, it's just like a couple of hours up the road, you know, so I get to go home more. That was my, my main thinking. Oh, I love my, I actually love my time at like the Lions, man. We had some good times. Like the boys we had, we had good teams, man. Even that the year we won at the Lions, it was actually like just the funnest year, bro. Like the boys were actually like just out there throwing the ball around. Like, yeah, it was pretty hard making the um, the move to up the bay, but being able to see family, yeah, that was the main thing. Yeah. And then we go through that year. I mean. Obviously, you guys have the championship right at the end, but you pick up the shield along the way. You defend that the whole season. And the thing that got me, although, you know, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of um, Bunnings NPC, as it's known as now, but you guys play a really attractive brand of football. Like, you're not afraid to throw out a chip and chase to throw the ball along. And it's, you know, and that goes from one all the way to 23. Like, it's not like you guys have your roles. It seems like, the coaching staff's giving you a license to go out there and just express yourselves and it shows on the field bro and so like for someone like you who you know has just alluded to numerous times that rugby is just something that you go out there and do and like you feel like it's something that comes naturally did that fall like right in line with your attitude towards the game and how you want to play it yeah bro like our environment up there man it's it's really like player driven so we had like Ash Dixon, Tom Parsons, Jeff Bridge and them, Brendan O'Connor. And they just like, they look after everything, like, like the them and the leadership group, they look after all the game plans and all of that. And then everyone else is just free to just go out and play. So I think that's like, that's like a big thing that we had going up there. But we had like, every Mondays we'll play like con games. And like, that's where like, Everyone started like throwing offloads, throwing the flicks out the backs, throwing the longies, and like all like the whole team would actually like play and like it would get quite competitive. But like our trainers would ref, 
And like sometimes the trainers would take off just because the boys are going at them, bro. Like that's how competitive it gets up there. Like we have a saying, bro, like whenever we score a try, we just always say, con games, con games. And then everyone just starts throwing offloads and all of that. I think that's like, that's where we get it from, man. Like just training together and like knowing where everyone, like everyone offloads like this, like that. And just, I think up there, bro, like, we didn't really have much like super boys or like we didn't really have much like big dogs so like everyone was just like on the same level like we didn't really like care too much about the result we just went out and played and then obviously we ended up getting the result at the end of the year but like it was sort of just like we we're just going out to all have fun and like just ball out with each other yeah mm-hmm. Well, it showed, man, like when you're throwing some of the offloads that you boys are doing and having them come off, that's not luck. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, I mean, like luck, fortune favors the bold, bro. But at the same time, like you said, that chemistry is built when you're playing those conditioning games, which I know firsthand are far better than doing a Bronco. I'd rather mix my fitness in, (laughs) in with all the skills, bro. But yeah, obviously you knock off that season, the championship, roll into 2021 with the Canes and wasn't the greatest year um, for you as players yeah, um, and even me as a fan, bro. Uh, you had flashes every now and then of, you know, you guys competing for, what, 75 odd minutes and then getting pipped at the end and you had a couple of good wins. But, I mean, mm-hmm. for you who's been in that environment a while now, like what do you think the boys will take out of last year and roll into 2022 with, with the goal of ultimately winning Super Rugby Pacific? But I think the main thing is, like, we're young. We had young game drivers. We had obviously had, like, Colsey and Artie in it. But, like, we had, like, Ruben running us around. We had, like, JT. We had young boys, like, actually controlling the game. You know, it's, it's a bit different when the, when the world's best team leaves your, your franchise and you got to build from the bottom, man. But I think just coming in the season, bro, I think we've got an exciting roster. Um we had some old dogs with experience with like Aaron Franks and Don Bird in there to like bolster our full pick. But our backs are young, bro, but like they got the talent, man. But yeah, bro, really excited for this season. Even though I'll probably miss like half of it, but I honestly love this team, bro, and I'm excited for the season, man. Are you going to be on the waters? Oh, bro, I'll be on a different sort of water on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting for the boys to finish the game. <laughs> true, true, true. All right, bro. Well, like we said, you know, hopefully the shoulder fixes itself up and, you know, the brothers take their learnings from last year and then, because piss always tastes a lot sweeter after W's, bro, rather than losses. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you get to the point where, like, it still tastes the same depending on how many you've had, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I remember, I think it was last year, we, um, Lost a few games at the start, and then bro, we won a game, and then we finally got our team song, bro. And the boys were happy as, bro. We're just going hard in our team song, bro. I think that was a good night. Well, hopefully, there's more of those to come. A lot more this season, bro. There'll be a lot more coming this season. Uh, Well, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to get from your career to date, bro. Obviously, you still got the shoulder to get through, and then we'll be seeing you busting out some chip and chases at, at yeah. Sky Stadium as it's branded these days. But before I let you go, my man, 
Um, I've got two segments that I like to end my interviews on. The first being, yeah, yeah. what's your game day routine? Oh, honestly, sleeping, wake up, have a feed, um, bro, get on the game, bit of quad, bit of wall zone, bro. And then we usually have like a, they call it a primer, like five hours before kickoff, I think. Mm-hmm. They usually head into that, bro. Then usually come home, play the game some more, bro, have a shower. And head to the game, bro. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it a routine. It's more like I just like playing the game, bro. <laughs> what about superstitions? You have to put a left boot on before the right boot, anything like that? Nah, bro. If you look good, you feel good, you play good, bro. That's my saying. <laughs> All right, my man. Last segment. It's called ten in the bin. Just ten questions for you, bro. And you say whatever comes to mind first. Number one. Yeah. yeah. What's your must do on a day off? Sleeping, but what's your go to vessel on a night out? Long ones, probably. What flavor? Anything. <laughs> I really drink anything, it's a nice. Fair game. Uh, biggest coach's pet? Oh, good. Jordy Barrett. <laughs> go to cheat meal? Oh, double full of fish or the egg, bro. I don't know. I game changer, bro. I'm <laughs> I'll leave that with you, bro. Uh, who's your idol growing up? Oh, I'd say it was my old man, bro. Yeah. Nice. Uh, go to travel destination. If you go anywhere in the world, where? Bali, bro. Bali with the boys. Yeah. Cheapest teammate? Oh, cheapest teammate. Jetson. Garden Bishop, bro. <laughs> uh, what tune? Yeah, what are you jamming right now? What's on your Spotify? Bro, uh, 35 by Carl, the East Coast jam, bro. True. The highway 35, man. <laughs> on repeat. I was actually using that for Mahi the other day, bro. That is a tune. Um, Who's the biggest grub you've played with or against? See, bro, Sam Lousy and Matiaki, Kapatoli. Stories That's or not? That's off the field. <laughs> like keep, keep a G rated bro <laughs> great call brother great call alright my man last sentence you just got to finish it off for me Saturdays are for these <laughs> nah the boys man the boys great choice brother great choice to be fair there's only one choice like really if we're really getting like down to the nitty gritty yeah. but yeah some boys tend to go the diplomatic route and shout at the missus which, you know, I don't oppose, but let's be real. No, that's the rest of the week, mate. That's the rest of the week. <laughs> All right, bro. Again, like I said, right at the top of the podcast, bro, very, very grateful for your time. Very refreshing to hear, you know, about a boy from the coast seeing out his dream, but not getting too ahead of himself and just playing footy the same way he would as if he was back home at Autoria. Um, I wish you all the best with your recovery, with your shoulder, bro. Um, and no doubt I'll see you around while he's at some stage with a few of the boys and have to give you a what's up. Easy, guys. Thank you. <laughs>